0: If I were the king of orders, uh, uh, yo, yo, what's poppin'? It's your man Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of Father Buck Protocol as becomes to you live to recording <laughs> here in the midst of spring. The MTV Movie Awards just passed, so you know spring is upon us. I didn't watch them. Uh, The music is playing as we as we speak, and we will dive right into things. Hmm, right into things. Hey, you guys, how's everybody doing? Y'all good? Feeling good? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Good to know. Good to good to hear it. what did I see with regards to the movie awards? Uh, Magic Mike Two is coming. Channing Tatum popped it. Good for him. Is the twerk thing, or have we moved on? It's always funny how how things become a a sort of fad, and everyone runs with them. I'm pretty much I'm I'm good on on the whole twerk thing now. I don't need to see anyone else twerk. Even, even the twerk vixens. I, I'm good. Yes, what's what's that you say? You were not aware that there were... There was a collective of people called the twerk vixens? Hmm? No? Well, I suggest you go investigate. And find them. On, uh, online on your gram of Insta. Or I'm sure they have a Facebook fan page. <laughs> You gotta think to yourself, what makes somebody say, you know, is this bad enough that people are recording any and every move?" But the fact that somebody will will turn around in a, in a bathroom mirror, <laughs> a bathroom mirror or a, a full length full length uh mirror that he spent twelve dollars on and bought at a uh, Target or Walmart, leaned it against the wall. Um they didn't clean up their their uh their dirty bedroom and so you see the drawers on the floor you see uh you know the 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 old plastic big gulp cup from a from a slushy that they bought or a slurpy they bought uh it's folded over on the side and you see the stained uh red or blue sticky juice under it. Yet they say, you know what, I'm gonna pop this thing. I'm gonna make it twerk and damn it you're gonna click like. Let your thumbs do the talking. And I ain't gonna front, we all do. Why? Because we're men. Do women I actually wonder if women um click on the booties um I'm sure they do. Sure. Women women judge each other even more than men men judge women, men look at women, women judge women, so, um, yeah, I don't even know how I, how did I, how did I wind up on, on, uh, twerk videos, um, I guess I'll rewind, oh, you know what it was, because I blame, I blame Magic Mike himself, I still have never seen that movie, I really, uh, I don't know if I ever will see Magic Mike, I'm, I'm actually, that's one of those things where I'm like, you know what, um, I'm, uh, I'm good, I'm good, you know. Um still haven't gone to any movies since last week. I think I'm gonna stock it all up until um until I go to Pittsburgh. I'm gonna catch up because I know there's a movie theater right near the hotel um or the comedy club. So I'll probably just go and lose myself in a couple of movies while I'm gone. While I'm gone. La 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 la. Uh also like it to to be known that I miss Stevie Wonder's uh Songs in the Key of Life concert yet again. This time just because I didn't feel like look, I love Stevie. Don't get me wrong. I just I I, I'm not spending that type of money on on tickets because I can't go alone. Gotta bring the wife and bring the wife, gotta bring the kids. This is one of those once in a lifetime things I know. But I didn't feel like spending eight hundred dollars or whatever they They wanted for uh tickets to go see Stevie. He was at the uh the Barclay Center oh the other night, Sunday night she been... and um and I initially you know what here's what I said I said, well, you know what when I went online to buy tickets initially, I said, you know what maybe uh we'll do like we did because I think we went to see Beyonce." way back when and it was my wife and I and we it was a last minute thing. As a matter of fact, we went online I think the day of the show because <laughs> the girls had gone away. Um and we went online day of the show and you know there there were a few extra seats left over and they were cheap. So I was like oh you know what maybe we'll do that for Stevie Wonder. Guess what? No such luck. Lo- That's where you learn the difference between Stevie Wonder and and Beyonce. That's not taking thing away from Beyonce, but let's be real. Um, Stevie's catalog just runs deeper. Um, and some might dispute that because now in the modern era of uh, artists, or uh, singers, musicians, whatever, whatever you want to call them, now people drop a lot of product, a lot quicker, so Beyoncé, realistically, she's on her fifth album, and, uh, and might actually have more, more radio hits, and probably way more Grammys, which, this is, this is one of those, um, this is one of those arguments that I always, I won't even say an argument, it's not really an argument to have, but just a discussion to have with, uh, with so many people, whereas, I think Beyonce and who else from Beyonce to Alicia Keys and even um sure, I think even Kanye, I think they all have more Grammys than Stevie Wonder. you know what I'm going to I'm going to go online right now and uh see how many Grammys Stevie Wonder actually has in comparison. To how many Grammys? Um, how many Grammys? Say a Beyonce uh, has. Look, I put in. <laughs> this is because I was rushing through. <laughs> I put in Stevie Wonder Grammy. <laughs> Stevie Wonder Grammy. He uh he used to do commercials um for King Vitamin and Jack in the Box back in the days. There was Rodney Allen Rippy. And, and and Stevie Wonder Grammy, um, <laughs> Stevie Wonder, let's, let's try Stevie Wonder uh, Grammy, there's a Stevie Wonder Grammy special, how many, let's see, Stevie Wonder Grammy, Grammys, how many, let's see, I, I'm gonna guess, Stevie probably has like 11 to 15, so oh good stevie has won 25 grammy awards now let's see how many beyonce has now realistically stevie's been out for for half a century and uh beyonce has a well let's include her run with destinies with the children of just destiny Um, so Destiny's Child came out, what, mid to late 90s, say around 90, what their first single was No, 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 so they dropped what around, I'm gonna say like 90, 98, 97, 98. So let's see, how many Grammys did Beyoncé win? Um, don't you just love, uh, Beyoncé has 20 Grammy Awards, both as a solo artist and a member Destiny's Child, that means Beyonce is five shy <laughs> of Stevie Wonder, and to me, that is amazing, some might say it's a travesty, I'm not mad at Beyonce, because, shoot, somebody gonna give you the Grammys, you're gonna take it, uh, let's see, Alicia Keys, how many does Alicia have, Alicia Keys has, um, wow, she's been nominated 28 times, and 119, Alicia Keys has been out for fourteen years? That just amazes me. Um that's, you know what I'm not even gonna do any more bad because I think I'm gonna get annoyed about it. Uh what do y'all think? Do y'all think that um that Grammys are too easily given out nowadays? I mean now nah, obviously the times and the challenge are a lot different by comparison. Uh and many will say that music has suffered because the the talent level um, of, of singers um, and musicians, and now including rappers, um, has diminished. And I see, I see them two, two ways. I see them two ways. On the one hand, look, I'm happy. The, the more opportunities and artists there are, the more is an opportunity for everybody to get them but doesn't it muddy the waters when when like it, it, they should they should have almost like a hunger games or a grammys <laughs> there should be a hunger games where you get nominated and then it's like a battle royale you know a la The voice or something and i don't even watch that show i'm really not a big uh big fan of the um of of the voice in comparison to say American Idol, I've watched The Voice a couple of times, and it's it's kind of cheesy, y'all. It's kind of cheesy. I'm annoyed that American Idol has started trying to bite a copy off of uh The Voice by adding the the glowing seat. <laughs> That's cool, man. It's, do what you do, you know. Um So anyway, so anyway, I, I I digress a wee bit. I digress. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. This is the last one, I'm, I want to see how many uh, how many Grammys, uh, Kanye has has won. In comparison, let's see. Kanye has won. Uh, Kanye, how many Grammys did Kanye win? Let's see. Wow, this dude has 21 Grammy awards. It's amazing to be. How does Stevie only have twenty five and Kanye has twenty one? Beyonce has twenty and Lisa Keys has nineteen. Now granted, uh Kanye has has uh wow, look at this. He's 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 received one hundred and twenty four awards out of three hundred and eighty seven nominations. This dude is almost uh batting what, three hundred with regards to his uh his his wins in Things he's nominated for. That's pretty good, man. Um, and once again, happy for him. Congratulations. I think he's a talented artist. Um, but let, let's see. Uh, let's see how many Quincy Jones has. Um, I, Quincy Jones better have more than uh, more than everybody except maybe Stevie. No, he should even have more because he's worked with. Look, Quincy Jones only has uh, 27 Grammy, oh look, and this is funny. Yeah, he has 27. and He holds the record for most Grammy awards won by a producer. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, if Kanye uh, at some point surpasses him, and then how people will respond, uh, and whether or not Kanye's ego <laughs> will suddenly let him let him say, "I'm I'm the hottest producer that's ever been." You know, just ask the Grammys. It's it's you know it's coming. I mean, he's only what six shy of tying, seven shy of, of surpassing. So, I suppose we shall see. A uh, special shout out to our All Things Comedy Network. Y'all go to allthingscomedy.com dot com and check out check out some of the shows up on there. You know, some of our some of our some of our companions in this thing called comedy. Um you know, obviously just see Billy with the uh, Monday morning podcast, Ian Edwards soccer comic rant. If y'all didn't check out the episode that I had Ian on uh go back a couple weeks and listen to the Father Muck and Ian Edwards episode. Um it was a it was a lot of fun very enlightening, learned some things about in that even I, a friend of some 20 some odd years had no idea about uh, my man Dean Del Ray and the Del Razors, I actually like that because Dean is big rock head and check out his show Let There Be Talk but um, Dean is a big rock head and And, uh, I like, then he calls his, his, his people, uh, the Dell Razors, like, Hell Razors, get it? You see what he just did right there? Yeah, I thought that was clever. Um, and a bunch of other shows, man. Uh, my girl Kira Soltanovich the Kira Soltanovich show, I did her show recently, had a lot of fun over there. So, um, yeah, yo, you get a chance, why don't you around, you check it out, feel me? Oh, boom! So, yo, so... I was at up, New York last weekend, and uh, damn it, I apologize because I'm forgetting the brother's name, um, but he says he listens, and uh, and so I apologize because I know you're it right now. I could scroll all the way down on Twitter, but it would take too long. <laughs> but um, he <laughs> listens to the show, and he and I were talking, and he reminded me. Of, uh, of giving a shout-out um, to a comic. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still out or not, but there's a comic, T.B. Hearns. Hi, T.B. Hearns! <laughs> and we've probably spoken about him a couple of times in the past because uh, he pointed it out. But uh, we, we were discussing how Ali Leroy, um, how I felt like Ali, who also, uh, check out Ali Leroy and Owen Smith's podcast, um alias smith and leroy uh because they um they they have a, a, a great podcast too man and uh it was funny because uh because ali always brings up a lot of people realize here's the thing okay so bt comic view um for all you comedian history buffs comedy history buffs um bt comic view initially was a contest right uh first season may may have been the first couple of seasons but I remember the first season I believe DL Hughley was the host and comics that won won a a grandstand They, they won an hour pretty much where they presented an hour I think it was an hour maybe it was a half hour on BT of their stand up, right, which uh, you know in any any uh, era is, is is a good look because you get to really stretch and show people what you do and uh, and but the flip side to that is that once you knock out that hour and you go on the road now you can't use that hour anymore. See, uh, that's a lot of people don't realize that um, you know care for what you wish for. Because um, I remember, Pop Pop Keith Keith Robinson Keith said uh, he, he said years ago. He says to me, um, I was talking to him about you know when do you retire a joke, and he said, he's like man you uh, you're retired when you when you do it on your special. Aside from that, it's, it's it's fair game. You know you you do it on a TV show if you if you do the Tonight Show and you do a bit. You keep doing that bit. You can do that bit on the road. You just maybe you don't do the, the full the full uh, tapestry of the joke, you know, um, which I've, I've actually used that, that um, approach on a couple of uh, TV shows. I've done where I've done portions of jokes, but I hold back on a couple of tags or a couple of, uh, you know, one liners attached to the joke. Just because you don't want to shoot your entire load. You know, you hit him with a little bit. But you preserve something. That way, when you go on the road and you do the joint, people are like, oh, you know what? I saw him, but I didn't see him do that. He did more this time when I'm seeing him live. You know, so that's, you know. Father Michael broad call for y'all cats. that you try and get some information. Man, is that you save... Uh, you save some of your material. Um, always spit your A-game, though. That's that's the lesson I learned, is go always spit your A-game, but just hold back on some of the material as far as a, a particular joke. If you have a joke that has, like, say, five parts, maybe only give on the TV show, give, like, three of the parts. Make sure they're the banging parts, because... This is as Freddie Rick said to me right before I did Def Jam for the first time he said uh he said, Yo, this is recorded history, so you always want to put out your best because i learned I learned a lesson knowing that uh, that particular lesson i also um i I've had that backfire on me because I remember one time I showcased for a late night late night show now i had I had a I had material I wanted to do, say on the Tonight show, right." But I said to myself, "I said, well, you know what? This is my Tonight Show set, so this is what I'm going to do for the Tonight Show. And then in the meantime, I'll showcase it for another late night show. So when I went to do the showcase for this late this other late night show, I did what I consider, I guess, be material." It wasn't material that say if I'm if I'm on the road, it's not the material that I would open or close with. It was like filler jokes, you know. It was still funny, but it wasn't the it wasn't my bangers, you know what I mean. And and after I came off stage, I had a good set. I didn't have a great set. You want to have a great set anytime, anytime you're showcasing, um, you're going balls to the wall. And you you want to put your foot in these cats, you know, and leave them smelling your size thirteens, right? And so, I remember leaving there saying, "Man, eh, it was an okay set." And boom, I didn't uh I didn't book the joint. I didn't wind up getting the uh getting that particular late night show. So lesson learned, man. Uh, always go all out, you know, and, and and throw it out there so that you so that you splash on these cats and, and be undeniable, you got to make sure you're undeniable, um, which, uh, which, uh, Barry always says me, no, um, uh, they can't deny you if you're undeniable, be undeniable, you know, so, um, yeah, you got to make sure you do that, so anyway, um, back to BT, right, I do BT, or, or I'm not doing BT, but back in the days, they, they would shoot, uh, View and it was, so it was a contest, so, uh, I guess, <laughs> I think Ali wound up doing, doing, you know, Ali showcased on the show, just like, a bunch, you know, numerous other cats, and I, I think, T.P. Hearns must have won, and the reason I say that, uh, that T.P. must have won is because I've heard a couple of episodes of Alias Smith and Leroy, where, <laughs> Where Ali brings up, yeah, what's um, what's the dude, what's the dude's name that uh, you know, he was the stomping comedian. He always every every punchline ended with a stomp. In the landscape of uh of comedians, he stomped. That's that's that's, that's Ali's um catchphrase. He always talks about in the landscape, right? So, <laughs> so I was like, after hearing it a couple times, I'm like, yeah, Ali. It was a little tight back in the days that dude beat him because he stomped <laughs> but <clears throat> so me and uh me and comic who can't i can't remember his name because we met the other night um at stand up new york and i'm sure he he'll tweet me and remind me of what his name is so when you hear this episode just just tag me so that i could i could uh do my best to remember on next week's episode to give you a shout out, bro. Cause I know he listens. He said he, he, uh, he, he's a fan, uh, and and enjoys the show. Um, so I apologize for getting, for forgetting your name at this particular moment. Um, so yeah, so, uh, we, we, we were talking about that and then we're talking about, uh, you know, T.B. Hearns and a couple of other comics from back in the day that, you know, uh, We we were all familiar with from, you know, the the, specifically the the comic view realm. I mean, um, there's it's funny because there's certain comedians that you were familiar with from BT Comic View, and then there are other comics that you were more familiar with through Def Comedy Jam. And there were a few comics that you'd see um, pop on both. But for instance, I I remember seeing Bruce Bruce on on uh, Def Comedy Jam as well as BT Comic View. But I was more familiar with Bruce Bruce on Comic View um, versus say uh, uh, Bernie Mac, who when I think of Bernie starred, I don't think of Bernie. I don't even know if Bernie did Comic View. He might have, but I think of Bernie on Def Comedy Jam. I think of Bill Bellamy, Def Comedy Jam. I think Adele Givens Def Comedy Jam. Now, some more, I think some more, even though I know some more has been on Def Comedy Jam a couple of times, I think it's some more from BT's Comic View. And I know she was a host. I think of Gary Owen uh, from BT's Comic View. You know, they just, they're, it's funny because it was, I won't say it was a different school of comedy because everybody brought their own uh, A-game, brought their own flavor, but... Uh, there were definitely certain comics that popped from uh, from one show in comparison to the other. Um, then you had like casts that came through uh Uptown Comedy Club and but because Uptown I believe um everyone Uptown was syndicated and so everyone was not familiar with uh with Uptown Comedy Club in comparison to B T which you know, was in more households, um than some of these syndicated networks or channels that uh Uptown Comedy Club uh was on. And obviously Def Comedy Jam was uh, you know, was, was this comedy rev- revolution on um on HBO and everybody had cable. Even if you even if you didn't pay for cable you had cable and you you knew about uh HBO's Def Comedy Jam. So uh, so anyway, so Dude and I were talking, and then... I don't even know how it came up, but we got to talking about... Or I started telling about... um, The first time I met... uh, Dude, T.P. Hearns... There was a show... There was a show called... (laughs) This is like... This is like during my first year of comedy. Now, keep in mind... Every... Everyone... Because this sort of black comedy explosion popped, I'll say, around 92, right? Which was subsequently also when when I started comedy, right? So, these dudes, first, you had Deaf Comedy Jam. It's arguable that, because um, I think Uptown Comedy Club was first, and then... Def Comedy Jam and BG Comedy View sort of popped around the same time, right? Uh, But Def Def Comedy Jam, obviously, I think, was a bigger, had a bigger uh, explosion um, because there were fewer slots, you know. There were fewer slots, whereas Comedy View was on, what, like, at one point it was on every night of the week at probably 10 o'clock at night, and you had X about of comics on the show, so you had, in a week's time, say if there were like four comics per per hour, that was 20 comics in a week versus uh, Def Comedy Jam, which only had, you know, three comics, maybe four, but I think it was three um, per week for, I don't know, say, maybe 10 weeks, if that, eight eight to 10 weeks, so, in Def Jam season, you might only get twenty to thirty comics versus BT, which was giving you that many in a week. You know, and they had many more weeks to fill uh, of that show. So I I I, uh, I think that um, will I say that the talent level was lower? No, but I mean, when you look at the first season of Def Comedy Jam, you have to understand that you you're getting. Best of the best that had been out there, you know, stomping the pavement for years and just not getting the opportunities. You know, you had, let's see, you had everybody from uh, Bernie Mac. You had the Kings, the original Kings of Comedy. You had Bernie Mac. You had uh, D.L. Hughley. You had Cedric the Entertainer. You had Steve Harvey. These were all road dogs that had been out there for years. You know, you had, uh, you know, some newer faces, but dudes that had been out for a while, from um, uh, Reggie McFadden to uh, uh, Bill Bellamy, Adele Givens. um, What's her name? Simply Marvelous. Uh, uh, Joe Torre, Eddie Griffin. You know, these, everybody, I always feel like this, everybody that popped in those early those first two seasons of Def Jam, them cats, they they became a big deal, you know, um, you know, for years to come. And uh, whereas I can't say the same about uh Comic View. Comic View I I think comic cats that won Comic View definitely um, became popular, but I don't think they had the same Same impact as the cats that came through the uh the deaf comedy jam school, I think, because there were fewer slots and so they were more, I think, a little more coveted. Um, so, uh, so those first years you had, uh, that first year around 92, if you were in black comedy, you could go to smaller markets and make a killing on the road, and so there were, um, let me see, the tours I went to, in my first year comedy, I started February 92, right, uh, I started a week before Deaf Comedy Jam prepared, and during that time, maybe, I'm gonna say around September, you know, at, at, as Deaf Jam, Def Comedy Jam was at its, uh, you know, height, of uh really you know making a splash in the in the comedy world uh let's see you had the deaf comedy jam tour came and uh at this point I'm in school I'm I'm going to uh Monroe Community College in Rochester, New York, right? So you had the Deaf Jam tour came through. Now look at the lineup. You had Bernie Max the host You got Bill Bellamy, Adele Givens, and Reggie McFadden. That's the lineup. That right there was a fire show, right? Uh, They came through in September. Then I think uh, I saw Sinbad. I want to say I saw Sinbad maybe in October or November of that year. Doing this three thousand seat theater, the uh, Eastman Kodak Theater. This dude killed it. It was this afros and bell bottoms tour. Then I see the Def Comedy Jam tour comes back, and this is after season two uh, popped. Uh, I think on the lineup you had, I want to say Hamburger was Hamburger was on it. Uh, I think Hamburger might have been hosting uh, uh, Alonzo Hamburger Jones. For those that don't know, uh Chris Tucker, this dude Chris Charles, Angel Means, and I think Reggie McFadden. Um, was Ricky Smiley, Smiley might have been on there. These and once again, all all pretty much bangers. All these cats were like fire at the time. They were like the hot new cats. Just think about this, Chris Tucker um was 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 killing uh Oh, Deaf Comedy, yeah, man. This dude was funny. I remember watching him in the tour because I remember people used to say I favored him and I, I didn't, because I used to wear a little leather cap like he had on the show. So I was like, eh, we're both lanky and dark-skinned, but that's as far as it go in my opinion. Um, then after that came, you know, at this point, uh, Uptown Comedy Club was also popping, so then Uptown Comedy Club comes, uh, on tour to the, uh, the Rochester Auditorium Theater, and I think it was, uh, I want to say Maceo was hosting, my man Maceo, real funny cat, Maceo back then on Uptown Comedy Club, he hosted, uh, he hosted the, the, the battle, because that's when, uh, when the snaps really was, was popping, and so, uh, he would host uh, comics snapping on each other. They were battling. So you had Mace your hosting. I think you had uh, Corwin, Atomic Dog Moore, Rhonda Fowler, and Flex Alexander. And there might have been maybe one more comic on the show. And uh, and uh, and then here's what. So <laughs> you're getting this proliferation of, of comedy. and and, but here's the thing when people came to like a what what people what we call like a a a b city like a rochester b and c cities they're, they're still big cities but they're not uh they're not major metropolitan areas and usually because they're smaller um cities they're more starved for entertainment you know cities like uh you know, Rochester, uh, Syracuse, Buffalo, uh, uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Dayton, you know, Kansas City, uh, uh, you know, um, maybe even in Indianapolis, which are large cities, but they don't have as many op- opportunities for entertainment as, say, in New York City has, you know, whereas New, New York, all those tours can't come through. At one time, they got to space them out because they're competing against themselves, you know? So, finally, after all these shows, one final show comes out. It's called... (laughs) It's It's called Cepheus Jackson's Comedy in the Hood. (laughs) Now, I'm laughing because when I said to the young brother the other day when I said Cepheus Jackson, his face. He looked at me like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> he said, who? I said, yeah, you heard me right. Cepheus Jackson's Comedy in the Hood. And what was what was uh, slick about dude. And I actually wound up opening for the show. <laughs> I opened for the show. I don't even know how I got on the show. I remember I was in Dude's hotel room, and I don't know, maybe I, I just reached out to him and said, yo, I'm a funny dude, and I want to, uh... Because I don't remember any sort of contest, but I just remember... I remember being in Dude's hotel room and talking to him, and he he uh got me on on uh, the show to open for C.P. Jackson's Comedy in the Hood. And what's funny is... Because they were like, well, he might be funny, but we want to make sure people know he's not part of our show. They uh, they they had me open in front of the curtain, which is which is uh, and it's not it's not a disrespectful thing. It's just you're not po- you aren't part of this show. You know, you're you you're separate, and so therefore, they want you to they want the audience to understand. Look, this is not. Part of our normal thing. Here's here's someone that might be funny, and we're gonna let them open up in front of what we do. But it's separate. So I go on and uh, and I kill. I, had, I remember I still have that uh, set on tape somewhere down in the in the basement. Um, but what dude did that was slick was he took different stand ups and wrote a show around their, their acts, so it was almost like four one-man shows combined, right, so I remember the comics involved, I remember Kim Whitley, and T.P. Hines, and, dang, and I don't remember the other two comics, I remember one dude had sort of this pimp-type character, um, but, uh, yeah, they had, uh, Hey, they had, uh, that's where I first met Kim Whitley who was real she was real cool. Kim's always been uh good energy and real real peace um to her brother. Got got a lot of love for her. Uh but I I'll never forget and uh, you know what his was funny, and I think I even said to do it. I said TP was not mean to me, he was a nice guy to me. Uh but he's a little cocky. I do remember. I do remember I was like this dude kinda of, kinda of extra, kinda of full himself. And it it was it played a little contrary in my mind to what I expected of him only because he was so high energy uh, on stage, you know, in Ali's words, stomping. yeah, uh, <laughs> he, he was real high energy. Um and whereas like talking to him he was just real like, yeah, you know, hey, man, yeah. But he was cool. But what I what I remember most was, them women love this dude, man. You hear me? The, the women, this dude, you know how people say after a show, you get a victory lap. He had this serious victory lap, and all these females in Rochester were throwing themselves at him. I remember because afterwards, they had an after party at this club called The Freak. Um, that was French for "it's about to go down." Now, um, and yeah, women, women love this dude, man. Women were really into him. And I think you know what this must have been around November, December, because I think "Distinguished Gentlemen" came out right afterwards, and I think uh, radio station one hundred and four WDKX gave out tickets. Don't don't ask me why. I remember that. I always have a memory for odd details um but yeah that it, it it was just interesting because i remember saying to myself uh with how sort of uh i won't say he was cocky with how i perceived him being cocky in retrospect he probably wasn't cocky he was probably just real low-key and he he uh you know he did this show and just wanted to chill and lay low uh but back then, I was like, eh, man, this dude thinks he's somebody special, whatever, man, I don't care about no no TP, that's why you only got two letters in your name. you know, that's that's how you, I mean, you're a new comic, that's how you think, you're like, this dude ain't really respecting that we on the same level, but you're not on the same level, I wasn't on the same level, he was a touring uh, comic with a bunch of, uh, with a couple of TV credits, and I was I was looking at him just wanting to get on, you know? Uh, so anyway, uh, I remember thinking to myself, yeah, I'm gonna make sure comics, comics look at me like, nah, Dean, Dean's alright, he ain't never really treated me funky, so any comics that ever met me and they're like, yo, Dean is pretty down to earth, that's the only reason why, uh, because I didn't wanna be a stomper, (laughs) a stomper of dreams and egos, yo, I just, I'm not gonna I'm gonna paraphrase this story, but I just heard this story about uh uh what's his name? Um Chameleonaire said he met um uh, Michael Jordan and uh it amazed me because he said that uh Michael Jordan I guess was real stank towards him. And I you know I'm I'm always amazed. I don't understand I never understand how people get so full of, full of themselves as to, uh, you know, treat people like they're less than them, you know, um, only because at some point, you know, we all have just felt, uh, felt, uh, felt barren, felt like, you know, some it can it can happen to us felt like uh you know some way i'm sorry y'all i'm I'm watching a trailer for the avengers and it looks ill uh it looks real dope um yeah we've all felt vulnerable you know and and so anytime you know people come up to you whether it's whether it's before show after show whenever and they're like yeah i want a picture I just, they want to give you dab. I I have no problem. Never had problems, you know. Taking dab, I like. Shoot, I rather people do give me dab than walk out like you know, he was. I right. that dude was kind of whack, you know. Um, you know, so it's it's all about maintaining a a, a humble, uh, humble uh, exterior, man, and uh, and letting people know that 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 you down to earth and human. I I guess that's that's. That's where family comes in, cause it's like family and friends come in. I, you know, I want my people to keep me grounded. Never see me up on air. Is walking around with sunglasses indoors. Sunglasses indoors are the beginning of the end, son. I'm here to let you know. Once you rocking the sunglasses indoors at night, it's a slow road to the end, baby. 'Cause you have officially crossed over to the dark side. The dark side is always waiting, waiting for you. Uh yeah, so anyway, uh shout out to C.V.S. Jackson and Comedy in the Hood. <laughs> oh yo, Game of Thrones uh premiered this past weekend. Uh I was excited and, and they didn't and they did not disappoint. Um it's funny though how I I just learned that uh thro- Thronies, I think it's called Thronies, I think when you're you're into game of thrones you're called a a, th- a thronie or a throner um which I I just would like to say boo, that's awful you just watch the damn show you don't need who's trying to uh categorize people and put them in a box I am I'm a thronie <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the 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 show was good, especially if you uh into dragons, cause these dragons, these these Muslims got big. They uh they are no longer cute anymore. They are now on the same size as Smaug. The desolation of Smaug. Oh, great and wonderful Smaug. That's for you. Uh, now what are what are people in, into the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings called? Uh, Uh. You know, ringers, or or maybe you know, hobbitses, hobbitses, nice and hobbitses. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, but I ramble. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, anyway, as I was saying, Game of Thrones were banned this weekend. You know, what show is, uh, I'm digging, I just peeped on uh, on Netflix, pretty uh, pretty decent, I must say. The um, the Marvel's Daredevil. Now, mind you, Daredevil was never one of my favorite superheroes in the Marvel Universe. I did, uh, at one point, we collected the title because my brother, uh, he dug Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil was a defender of Hell's Kitchen. Um, so maybe he's the reason Alicia Keys has 19 Grammys because that's where she's from. Uh, you see what I did right there? That's called the callback. I brought it back, baby. Um Yeah, but wasn't wasn't ever a big fan of the show, but I gotta say after watching um the first episode, I'm into it, man. I'm gonna watch i watch more. It's a good show. Uh I suggest it uh highly. Uh, there was an article in uh in Entertainment Weekly that was discussing uh, you know, uh superhero television shows and why some are uh easy to watch and easy to talk about versus others that make it a little harder to feel like you're an adult when you watch them. Um and it was saying how how this one, um, or Daredevil I should say, is is on the on the cusp of being a good or great comic book show because you can watch it and feel like an adult. Part of the reason is because you don't have a bunch of super superpowers involved in it, you know. Um he's blind and he can fight and he has heightened sense he has excuse me, he has heightened super senses with regards to his his other um natural abilities as far as hearing and, and his sense of smell um because he is blind it's, and they but they say that anyway they say when you're blind your other sense you rely on other senses that become a lot stronger so there's no surprise there um that his uh that he can hear a, the the particular ticking of a uh, of a particular brand of watch but I also think that that feeds into why people that aren't necessarily into superhero movies or superhero TV shows would watch this one and not feel so sort of nerdy in watching them because you know it's 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 pretty much like the Bo- the born films the Jason's born films because you're not you're just like okay well this dude just he can fight he's just he fights well, you know, he fights well and he happens to be blind, so yes he can hear when a gun is cocking uh, but I, I watched it, man uh, it, was, it was a good show, enjoyed it and uh, and looking forward to uh, you know looking forward to, to catching the rest of, I think there are 10 episodes in a season, so uh, yeah let's, 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 let's get that cracking, baby, you know what I'm saying um well, you know what? I'm not going to feel pressured to uh, go much longer um, just because there are those that listen and will have me feel uh, like I'm not doing enough for you all. I give you all that I can, damn it. Um, but I will say, uh, you know, because someone was talking to me this weekend about uh, drinks. And my boy Nico White, shout out to Nico. And yo. You know, I, most people know. I don't drink, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Um, but my drink of choice, my poison, you know, I was, I was a Shirley Temple dude for a long time. For many years, Shirley was my girl, right? Still do on occasion, you know, sometimes you gotta just take a sip. Uh, but um, one of the bartenders, my boy Sean, I think it's Sean Dominic, Sean... He's one of the uh, bartenders at uh, Stand Up New York. And he put me on to what I call Pinger Ale, right? Pineapple juice and ginger ale. Yo, can I just say how amazing this drink is? All right? I know you all are sitting there saying to yourself, What, Dean? You don't drink? What's wrong with you? Why don't you drink? It was just, there was never, you could never sell a benefit on it for me. You know what I mean? And that's not to say. Uh, I have a problem with anyone drinking, that's like the same thing with me, me not cussing, that doesn't mean I can't cuss, I can cuss, I just choose not to, same thing with drinking, I choose not to drink, but I have no problem with you drinking, people have this mistake they make where they think because I don't drink, that I don't want them to drink around me, I don't cuss, I don't want them cussing around me, do you son, do whatever you do, I, I have no problem with it, you know, as long as it doesn't affect me in a detrimental way. Um, but then don't vilify me because I don't drink. Like, because I don't drink, people still like, you don't drink? What's wrong with you? I said, Why does it gotta be something wrong with me? My brother, just someone drink, that's all. I just want something to cool, cool, and refreshing. And so, bringing me back to my original point, um, yo, ale <laughs> is dope, son. Like, just, just you go like half, I, I'll say you go. 50%, maybe 55, 60% ginger ale, and then 40% pineapple juice. Oh man, this stuff this is amazing. It's, it's the ultimate thirst quencher. It's the type of thing you drink and you say to yourself, you know what, they need to can this. They need to put this in a bottle because this is uh, uh, two seconds shy of amazing. Huh? Can I put that out there? Well, guess what I just did? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um so yeah, man. Go go check out uh when you get a chance. Make make it at home. You don't even you don't need to go out to uh to get a drink. If you want you want a drink, just, just uh get get some ginger ale and pineapple juice and make it at home. Um summer's approaching and I think you're really gonna enjoy and appreciate uh me telling you this about the ale, baby. Hashtag ale. let me know that you tasted it. And let me know what you think of it um, If you're listening to the Mucking Protocol Which I know you are Because what else are you going to do uh, throughout the week Yeah, you have a life But you need to listen to the Fothermuckin' Protocol It's what we do It's what we do, baby huh? <laughs> Oh, and quick shout out to my man Trevor Noah For taking over on The Daily Show uh, People, get your life And stop going through his old tweets He is not anti-Semitic He's not uh, um, uh, anti women. He he made a couple of jokes. Some people say they didn't land. Some people say they did. I say he's a comedian. So let him live. He's he's not gonna always make everybody happy. But um, you know I I between myself, Angela Sarukis, Kira Soltanovich, I met I met and my boy also from uh, South Africa. Uh, by way, of Nigerian, uh, family, my boy, um, uh, Loyiso Gola, um, uh, we all co sign my man, Trevor Noah. He's, he, uh, I think he's going to do a great job bridging the gap on, um, on Comedy Central's, uh, daily show post John Stewart. And that's a great look for him. I mean, I remember Angelo, uh, looking and saying, yo, <laughs> He's like, yo, man, this kid's a star, you know, and honestly, he was. I mean, we, we did, we did a total of, we did Cape Town, we did Johannesburg, and we did uh, Durban, South Africa. So I think in, in all, we did probably about 35 shows together over the course of uh, probably like five weeks um, with with Trevor and clearly, Dude had something special because um, we all would kill, and he would go on and follow everybody, and he's just he's a hometown hero, man. They loved him, you know. Um, he, but it's it's crazy, you know. When when he first got announced as the as taking over for John Stewart, I, I had a lot of people that were comics saying, "Yo, y'all y'all are fine with that. Y'all don't have a problem with um." I mean, he's not from America. I'm like, well, nobody said only an American can get the job. He he was a correspondent on the show. Now, I don't know what their vetting process was for hiring him over some of the other long-term correspondents that have been on the show, but I also understand that there are always politics involved with uh, you know booking uh, a show and putting together a show and hosting a show and having someone that's, that people are going to follow, um, but I know Trevor has a strong following, um, in, in South Africa, uh, uh, which is part of, uh, Africa, the continent of Africa, and therefore, it's, uh, there's a lot of people (laughs) that can watch that show, um, and he, and he's talented and, uh, politically savvy, so I, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think dude will do a, uh, a magnificent job and I wish him well and I hope that I hope that people uh you know give him a fighting chance as opposed to jumping jump, jump in the gun and not giving him uh the necessary the the ample time and opportunity to uh you know build his legs because I mean uh at this point the daily shows an institution that uh, that has found its its uh, its niche, and so yeah, give give them a shot, give them a chance. I think uh, I think you will all be pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah. So, and, and uh, it's funny because Loiso has a, a what they call sort of the Daily Show in South Africa, airing over there. I don't. Know. I think it's called the Loiso Gola Report or Go- Loiso Gola Show. Um, what do was funny. It's alright, so South Africans are winning right now. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. I think we've said just about enough. I'm fine with what I've said. How about you? I uh, hope y'all enjoyed the show, man. And hope y'all enjoyed this about the Protocol. Um, shout out to TV Hearns for being a good sport. <laughs> shout out to Ali Leroy for uh, not letting go of of uh, that um, in the landscape of stomping comedians. Uh, y'all make sure you check out Alias uh, Smith and Leroy and uh, All Thanks Um We spoke to Joseph Vesey and we're, we're trying to coordinate because Vesey's uh, schedule's been busy with trying to coordinate um, to, to get him back here in the living room with myself and Big Mike. Uh, you have to follow me in all things I am Dean Edwards Cause that's who I am And yo We'll catch y'all next week On the For The Monkey Protocol Man, It's been all good It's all love baby Two fingers Peace